I drive zero RB in Dynasty. Pass up a young receiver? Nah, I couldn't be me. My fifth wide receiver and it's only round seven Not sure if I'm dead, cause I think this is heaven Now forget what he said and listen to me What you really wanna do is stack those RBs You can be Linda, just let me be frank Those RBs on your roster is money in the bank One says it's awful, the other says it's great It's time to buckle in for a dynasty debate Welcome in, welcome in, welcome in episode 81 of the Dynasty Debates, the best kept secret in all of Dynasty Fantasy Football, I am your humble host as always, Evan Brown. You can catch me on Twitter at FFEvanLution, the humblest host in the biz. You can catch the show at Dynasty Debates. You can also drop me an email, DynastyDebates at gmail.com. If you have any questions or comments about the show, what you like, what you hate, what you would like to hear more of, it's all good. Please feel free to get in touch. We just want to make the show as good as possible for the people. And when I say we, of course, I mean me. You know what I'm talking about. So here we go. Part two of our series here. Just looking at Batman dressed as Robin, I call it. Basically a little metaphor for these absolute stud muffins, these dogs who have been getting undervalued because of new additions to the roster how can we take advantage how can we zig when others are zagging get some more juice on our rosters if you didn't check out part one go check it out just pause this one go back and check it out and come back we'll be here um derek brown is stopping by this week from his super busy slate over at fantasy pros and i really appreciate him for that so without any further ado let's get into some more of these batmans stay on target stay on target Moving on then, I'm actually going to talk about a rookie as well, so I'm curious to hear Derek's thoughts on this because, you know, we weren't quite in lockstep here with Elijah Moore. We'll see if I, we'll try again. We'll see if I can get, um, hit this, pull on the heartstrings <laughs> here. I'm going to talk about Jahan Dotson. So this is, this has been a really weird, like, storyline to me personally because i really liked Jahan dotson pre-draft i thought he was very talented he did a lot of things really well i thought he had the best hands in the draft class personally um very good route runner uh good with yak had a horrible quarterback and made the most of it so i mean not not much has changed when he's moved to the nfl um no offense sorry wins truthers but he's got first round draft capital what more can you ask for really um he was very productive in college but he comes in at wide receiver 64 and fantasy pros best ball ADP versus, you know, if you're looking at Terry McLaurin wide receiver 20. So you're talking, you can forego Terry McLaurin and wait multiple, multiple, multiple rounds and get Jahan Dotson. And I don't hate Terry McLaurin. So don't hear what I'm not saying. I'm not saying he's a bum or he sucks or anything like that. But like, if you look at their values, like Dotson is like on Dynasty Trade Calculator. If you look at a 12 team super flex tight end premium league, Dotson is like an 11 versus Terry McLaurin's a 21.1. So you're talking like he's half the value of Terry McLaurin. And and if you just look at things like even in Washington last year with all their dysfunction, all their craziness and all the, the mishmash of Tyler Heineke and, and Fitzmagic and whoever else was there, they had almost 300 targets to the wide receiver in 2021. So Terry McLaurin, even if you think he's great and he is the dude there and all that sort of stuff, he's not going to get more than 140 targets or so. So, I mean, there's going to be targets to go around. I think Jahan Dotson is a very talented receiver. I think that he is, I wouldn't say, I'm not saying he's more talented than, than Terry McLaurin, but he's very talented and I think he's going to get some and I think he's going to be a value. And it seems to me like you can get him for like, absolute pennies on the dollar so i i am all about Jahan dotson i mean i've seen people 
getting him in like the mid second, late second rounds of their rookie drafts. And I'm like, what is happening in this draft class? And with a guy getting first round draft capital and things like, I mean, what more do you want? But everyone seems allergic to Jahan Dotson. I think that's crazy. Um, where do you come down on this one, Derek? I think it's crazy sauce to be allergic to Jahan Dotson. I think it's, it's so much Carson Wentz hate. And, and look, I, I'm not a big Wentz guy. Don't, don't, don't get me wrong. Wentz throws a good deep ball, but past that, he's nothing more than like a game manager type right now. And really, he's not even a good game manager. So he, it's a rough situation for the quarterback room. But I think Jahan Dotson should not be as low as he is. He's not as low as um, I think I'm probably above consensus on him. Like uh, I have Terry McLaurin at wide receiver 25 in Dynasty. I have Jahan Dotson at wide receiver 34. There's not that big of a gap. I think that if you look at the draft capital, if you look at what Dotson did in college, I would, I mean, look, I, I'm not opposed to tearing down. Like if you had Terry McLaurin and you could trade for Jahan Dotson and Dynasty and get like Jahan and an early second, uh, maybe Jahan Dotson and like somebody that's has early second value, because I don't think you're going to be able to get, you might be able to get Jahan Dotson in the first if people are really low on him and things of that nature. But you have a a, a really good set of circumstances that are, that, honestly could be great for Jahan Dotson in the sense that Terry McLaurin is going to be, he's an up impending free agent. I don't think that the commanders bring him back if they do. Okay. That's great. But I don't see them probably bringing him back. So you have Jahan Dotson who could walk into next season as the wide receiver one on this team. Uh, I don't think that's crazy to think. And as bad as Carson Wentz is, he's going to be a million times better than Sean Clifford. That guy is a trash can, dumpster fire, should have never been playing quarterback in the college level. We're never going to talk about him in dynasty circles or Superflex or what have you, ever. He is terrible. And so, as bad as Clifford is, or as bad as Wentz is, John Dotson's going to feel like it's Christmas every single day this upcoming NFL season because he's going to say, oh, I just ran a deep route. Oh my lord, there's an accurate ball that's coming my direction. As opposed to you turn on Dotson tape and it's Dotson's roasting a corner. He breaks on a deep post. He's legitimately nothing but daylight. And Sean Clifford says, Pew! I'm going to airmail you or throw it five yards the opposite direction. Here you go. So true. It's terrible. But I, I, I like Dotson and I think he's a great value for all the points that you brought up, Evan. Like I've been getting Dotson in a lot of different places and rookie drafts, whether or I had early seconds. I've grabbed him in that. I've traded into rookie drafts where he's fallen too far. Um, I think that his ADP kind of creeped up just a little bit after everybody was out in the street saying, look, like John Dotson as a first round wide receiver falling into the early second, middle second round in rookie drafts is is absolute insanity. So please don't let him fall out of the first round. Please don't do that. So I, I agree with you. Excellent. We are back. We're back in business. And who's your next dude up? So I've loved both the first ones. And I think you are going to talk about one of my favorite rookies, uh, I believe here. So I'm probably going to agree with you again. Three for three. Let's hear Let's hear it. Who you got? Uh, Evan, I'm just here to try to preach, man. I'm trying to preach the good word to people. I'm trying to tell them it's okay to love good players that land in really good situations. It's okay we don't have to just sit here and take out our steel toed boots and try to stomp the life out of hype. It's okay. Like we don't have to do that. People. Wait, you're, so you're allowed. telling me we're allowed to be excited about something. As it, odd as that sounds. And I, I, I mean, I, I get that everybody just loves to be the wet blanket about stuff. <laughs> it's okay to like good players and good teams. 
It's I'm okay to, to like rookie wide receivers tied to Patrick Mahomes. Like, just Preach. enjoy the great, great value that you get on Sky Moore right now. Why do people, one, have Juju Smith-Schuster ranked ahead of Sky Moore? Two, <laughs> they're drafting Juju Smith-Schuster ahead of Sky Moore in best balls. And the only arguments I keep hearing year after year, and I, I just got to adjust myself. I need to stretch before I give this take here. Let him know. Is that outside of people saying Juju Smith-Schuster is 25 years old, he's young. Oh, my Lord, look at this resume. In 2020, he caught 110 passes. How do you not love this player? And I'm like, why do you? You're looking at some of, you're really looking at the wrong details. If you are all in on Juju and you're just like, I love him so much. He, this is a player that is legitimately in the last four seasons has fallen in yards per route run every single season, has fallen in yak per reception every single season. If you go back to that hallowed 2020 season where he caught 110 passes, so I'm not even talking about when he was injured, okay? Juju Smith-Schuster, out of 89 wide receivers with 50 or more targets, was 65th, 65th in yards per route run. He's been in this downward angle for so many seasons, and people are now like, okay, but he's young. He hasn't been efficient in a long time. Patrick Mahomes can't save that, people. I'm sorry. And people putting Juju above Sky Moore, who... If you go check out Matt Harmon's work over reception, reception, perception, Sky Moore, tell me a box that Sky Moore doesn't check. He's legitimately uh, awesome, amazing, really talented against man coverage, press coverage. Uh, ooh, look at that. And zone coverage. Sky Moore is good. He is a talented wide receiver. He is a bully with, with the ball in his hands. He looks like a running back in the open field. The fact that he is going behind Juju Smith-Schuster in Dynasty Startups and Best Ball and Redraft is absolute crazy sauce to me. I can't drink it. I don't want it. It's not scorching hot. It's ice cold. And I want people to wake up and understand that you really, really believe. And I'm not talking about Travis Kelsey. He's going to lead this team in targets. But you really, really believe that this, this cast of characters, this closet full of schmoes in... Marquez Valdez-Scantling, who's legitimately never been good at anything outside of dropping passes and running nine routes and being fast, is going to earn targets over a second-round wide receiver who's legitimately talented. Oh, a declining player in Juju Smith-Schuster that, yes, the Kansas City Chiefs saw so much of him, they signed him to a one-year deal. Yes, oh my lord, look at that investment. And Miko Harbin, who hasn't done a thing in the NFL consistently, has never been a full-time player. Byron Pringle was out-snapping him and out-producing him last year. These are the players that you're willing to invest in either over or you think are going to take away targets from Sky Moore? No, no. Andy Reid, if you go all the way back, previous to Miko Hardman, okay, who is not a good prospect coming out, we literally just said with Miko, we said, okay, he can run fast. We don't know if Tyreek is going to be suspended. And the Chiefs drafted him. And that's why people were in on Miko Hardman. But you're not willing to take the dive in on Sky Moore, where if you go back even further in Andy Reid's history and you look at Jeremy Macklin's 
rookie rookie season. He was a top 40 wide receiver. Top, He was a wide receiver 37 in fantasy points per game. And you look at Deshaun Jackson, both of these guys, actually, I think I flipped that, actually. Jeremy Macklin was wide receiver 26. Deshaun Jackson was wide receiver 37. You look at both of these guys, but yet people push back and they say, how do you have Sky Moore ranked as a top 36 wide receiver? And I'm like, because he's legitimately good. He's surrounded outside of Travis Kelsey by legitimately bad players. The Chiefs drafted him high, and he has talent. And this is the guy that you should be buying into saying, oh, he's attached to Patrick Mahomes. Please, wake up, people. Guys, apologies if Derek has gone silent there. He just dropped the mic um, because he's finished. He said everything he needs to say. He's obviously a child of the 80s because he only deals in facts. Um, and I I absolutely agree with it. Everything he said there, I'm all aboard the sky more, um, hype train. I'm really happy. I've been able to get him quite a few times in late first round, which is great. I'm super excited about that. Um, yeah, I, I freaking love sky more. I, I'm the thing is like, I, it wasn't hard for me because I loved him pre-draft. Do you know what I mean? So I think that's an easier Mm -hmm. leap for me to take, but some people maybe just didn't do as much research or weren't as into him, maybe pre-draft. And so therefore they're worried about getting me cool Hardman again. But the truth is, like you said, it wasn't me cool. Hardman was never a really good prospect. We just bumped him up draft boards because he was attached to Patrick Mahomes. Now we get a good prospect who's attached to Patrick Mahomes and we're afraid of bumping him up the draft board. So it's a bit weird to me, but absolutely guys. Listen to Derek on this one. A hundred percent. He is the Batman. The sky's the limit for this dude um, over at the Kansas City Chiefs. And I I could not agree more. Um, see what I did there? I, <laughs> I like um, that. <laughs> so it's, so uh, one more before we move to the next player, Evan. People have, and, and I got roasted in even like industry leagues where I took Sky Moore at the 105 or the 106. And people are like, how the hell are you taking him that high? I'm like, do, do we not realize that also, if we want to factor this in for more of a dynasty angle as well, you have Juju is going to be a free agent after this season. Miko Harbin is going to be a free agent after this season. So you're worried about Sky Moore walking into his sophomore campaign. If he plays well this season, competing against who? Marquez Valdez Scantling and Travis Kelsey for targets? I, I don't understand it. I don't, I do not understand it because Sky Moore plays well. Both of those guys, bye-bye, see you later. And people are going to say, why didn't we have Skymore ranked higher in Dynasty circles? Like, why was he not, oh, my Lord, why was he not a top 24 Dynasty wide receiver? Oh, well, look at that. That's where I have him ranked right now. (sighs) Yeah, I mean, and the thing is, like you said, just to touch on that, it's like he has one of the best sort of like value insulators of this draft class because uh, how many years now have people tried to hype Nicole Hardman every offseason? And he's never even mm-hmm. done anything to warrant that hype. And it was always with Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey still in place, whereas no Tyreek Hill anymore. Kelsey is going to be another year older. Um, you know, like you said, Juju's probably not going to be there. MVS is never going to freak anybody out. So even if he just has like an eh, rookie year which i don't think he will he's still going to be retaining that value because everyone's going to be like well you know he had that whole offseason and and he's and he's attached to patrick mahomes and he's the wide receiver one now so exactly you're you're not going to lose money on that because people tried to make Nikhil harry a thing for years um, <laughs> people tried to make Nikhil hardman a thing for years you know these guys like they just retain their value and especially especially a guy attached to patrick mahomes yeah no i 100 like that i dig it and um 
I'm going to actually talk about, I want to talk about a wide receiver as well here. I'm curious your take on this one because this guy I really liked and it's, um, it's a very, very interesting situation. So it's Devonta Smith. Uh, it's the slim reaper himself. Now he came out, had a really good rookie year, but there was so much like they were run heavy and there was just like, there was Jalen hurts was such a controversial character for a lot of people and people don't like him as a quarterback and all this sort of stuff. And I think because Jamar chase blew up and then Jalen Waddle blew a lot of people's expectations out of the water. I think it took a lot of the shine off of what Devonta Smith actually accomplished as a rookie had a fantastic rookie season, but lo and behold draft day comes. And what do the Eagles do? They trade for AJ Brown, who is like one of the best wide receivers <laughs> in the country, um, which is really, frustrating and sad at first and I've kind of thought about it but I think I've come full circle on it because I was a little bit sad and disappointed for my Devonta shares but then everyone's freaked out like I kind of thought they would and they've gone so far the other way that now I feel like he's a real value um, because he's a talented wide receiver and he was a rookie and he literally is so again if we're just talking sort of like where is he going he's going around wide receiver 36 on fantasy pros um, best ball ADP at the moment versus wide receiver nine for AJ Brown so absolutely if i'm offered the two and i can just take either one for free i'll take aj brown but my point is is like if you don't want to spend a first round pick to get aj brown on your squad you can literally get you can literally get him as like a, your wide receiver three or four on your team he finishes wide receiver 29 as a rookie you're literally buying him below his floor his floor was like wide receiver 29 last year as a rookie um and then people are like yeah but what if like aj brown and you know what if they but the thing is what I would talk, what I would say is they finished like dead last in like targets towards the wide receivers last year in the NFL. I don't think that's going to happen again. I don't think that's repeatable. I think by them trading for AJ Brown, I think by them, you know, they're expecting and hoping for Jalen Hurts to take another step forward as a quarterback. And ultimately, you know, the NFL is a passing league and they know that they're not going to just every year say, no, we're going to run the ball 67% of the time or whatever. There were still 220 targets to wide receivers in 2021. Smith had 104 of those targets. He was demanding a 50% target share of all the targets that were going to wide receivers in his team. I don't really see that changing much. I think it'll be like 50% for AJ, 50% for Devonta. They're by far the two best receivers on the team. If anything, it makes it easier for Smith because you can't just double him or focus on him with the offense. Even if they just become middle of the pack or even bottom third, but they're not bottom anymore. That means there could be about 300 targets going to the wide receiver room. And even if you give 150 of those to AJ Brown, you're still left with over a hundred targets probably going to Devonta Smith and a talented guy who's only 22, 23 years old, who's going to get over a hundred targets. Um, I'm, I'm interested in that, especially at these sort of prices. I mean, on dynasty trade calculator, just out of curiosity, I typed it in there. He comes up as like a 17.9 in a 12 team super flex league. And, that's a 23 first is worth 24. So he's le- he's worth less than a 23 first. So you could literally, again, in theory, say, here's my 23 first. I'll take Devonta Smith in your second, or I'll take Devonta Smith in your third or whatever. I think Devonta Smith is a stud. I think we haven't seen this. this you know, you touched on at the start of the show about how when he was at Alabama, it was like, hey, this is the Najee and Devonta show and nobody could stop him. He was getting these crazy. I mean, he had really solid um, average depth of target. You know, he had a really, really good, he had a really good target share for his wide receiver room. Again, it was a first year head coach. There was a lot of learning curves. There was Jalen Hurts was a work in progress. And even if Jalen Hurts falls on his face and isn't the dude this year, then that just means they draft somebody else next year and who's probably going to throw the ball more. And he's going to have two stud wide receivers. Um, I, I just think it's such a cheap entry fee here. Like you got to pay to play, but this is like 
what is the cost? I mean, you're talking wide receiver 36, wide receiver 40 numbers for a guy second year receiver that we all thought was like a top three rookie pick last year. Like, I think that's that's free money. But where are you at with this one, Derek? Where where do you come down on this side? So I I, I like Devonta Smith. I mean, I, I'm pretty much in line with consensus where he's going in, be- in best ball. And this has nothing to do with me not liking Devonta Smith. The thing about Devonta Smith is I think you're absolutely right, Evan. Like, I think people are still sleeping on him. Like, if you go back and you look at uh, other wide receivers that have pre- received a lot more praise than the offseason, like Elijah Moore, like Jalen Waddell, these other wide receivers that have gotten more of, I'm not going to say the hype, but have gotten a lot more love than Devonta Smith, because I think it's a lot of people just hate Jalen Hurts. Like you're saying, oh, they don't like him, blah, blah, blah. People hate Jalen Hurts. They legitimately cannot stand him. They don't, they don't want, they never believed in him. They don't believe in him now. And I'm like, I don't really understand all of that because Jalen Hurts, if you go back to college, has improved every single year throughout college as a passer and in the NFL as a passer. So to say that he can't continue to make adjustments and still improve. If I were to go back and and tell people that, and they, they, they never want to hear it, ever, ever, ever want to hear it, that Jalen Hurts in his final season in college was a top 20 accuracy as far as like, if you all levels of the field, deep accuracy, intermediate, and short. If I were to go back and tell you that in his final season, Jalen Hurts was top 20 in adjusted completion rate at all levels of the field amongst all college quarterbacks with 200 or more dropbacks. People would say, there's no way that happens. It's true. It's true. And so I think Jalen Hurts can continue to make improvements at the NFL level, and they've surrounded with a ton of talent. I think Devonta Smith, even if you go back and look at like these other wide receivers that I said, Devonta Smith in yards per route run was actually a more efficient player than Elijah Moore and Jalen Waddle. So the fact that he's not talked about as glittering and people don't put him in the same type of air as those two players in dynasty circles is crazy to me because he's extremely talented. Even if you, like I talked about Matt Harmon's work, you go look at that. The entire thing is plastered in green as far as saying Devonta Smith won here and here and here and here, 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 here. That's exba- like he had no problems getting open at the NFL level last year. So, while I'm, I'm in line with consensus on where I have Devonta Smith ranked versus A.J. Brown in best ball rankings, should there be this massive divide in dynasty circles or people just saying Devonta Smith is dead and buried because of A.J. Brown and things? That, no, you shouldn't. You really, really shouldn't because I think that the, the target shares can be a lot more comparable than think people think that it can. And I think this offense is going to throw a ton. They tried to do it last year. It didn't work because they didn't have the weapons to do it. You had Devonta Smith, who's a rookie. You had Dallas Goddard, who wasn't playing a full-time role to begin the season because they still had Zach Ertz, who is the inefficient target vacuum. He got out of town. You have an offense that's comprised of two of the most efficient players at their respective positions in A.J. Brown and Dallas Goddard. If you look at all different types of efficiency metrics, A.J. Brown is up near the top, and so is Dallas Goddard. And Devonta Smith is coming off an underrated rookie season. If he takes a step forward and he ends up a little bit closer to like, I'm not even saying two yards per route run, like say like he gets in that 1.8, 1.9 range and he takes another step forward and we see Jalen Hurts take another step forward. Yeah, we're underselling this offense, how good it can be, how good Jalen Hurts can be and how good Devonta Smith can be. So 
I'll take the discount. I'll, I'll, I mean, look, if people are willing to sell low and, and trade, uh, say, I'm, I, I get rid of A.J. Brown and I can get a 23 first and Devonta Smith because people think that he's dead and buried. Okay, that's fine. I'll take that. And like you're talking about, if you can get Devonta Smith in a 2024 uh, first, that's fine too. You know, I'll take the discount of it. I'll I'll reload with some high picks and equity and just enjoy the payoff in next year's rookie draft or the year after that, especially if you're a rebuilding squad and stuff. This is how you continue to get production as well as build up future equity for your dynasty squad. So I, I love Smitty. Yeah, no, definitely. And I think, like you said, to your point, it's it's funny how much people dislike Hurts. Um, it, it really does surprise me. It, it kind of blows my mind a little bit. Um, even like if you just look at the overall season, like PFF grade, he still came in as like QB 14 for PFF. But if you actually look in the just the season, forget the playoffs, which is what matters for us for fantasy. He was actually inside the top 12 in PFF grades um, as a quarterback. So, you know, it's, it is wild how much people hate him and how much people don't want him to succeed. And I yeah, it, I would love to see him take another step forward. And again, I think you're right. Devonta Smith's just a good player. You know, he's just one of those guys who's going to demand targets. He's been under, you know, he's been undersold like his whole career. People always doubted him and didn't think he was going to do what he did, even at Alabama. And then people were like, oh, too small he won't do it in the nfl and then he was smashed last year and you know like you said it's just take take advantage of the value um and, and do you have any more dudes anybody else you want to throw out there even if you don't have them on the sheet or anything anyone else that comes to mind or anything anybody else you want to throw out as like another value that you think you can take advantage of i think um if we're looking at just um and i don't know if this is a well you know i'll bring this up too um and as far as like a batman and robin situation I really think that people still want to ride the Evan Ingram coattails, and I don't really understand it because he's been one of the most inefficient players in the NFL at the tight end position. It has not been a problem with volume at all uh, over the last two seasons for the Giants, and you could say whatever you want to about Daniel Jones, and you could say whatever you want to about Jason Garrett. I, I, I get all that. I truly do. But outside of his rookie season, Evan Ingram has not been an efficient player at the NFL level. It just hasn't happened. The player that I think we're sleeping on a ton, he's free, he's on waiver wires and dynasty, and he has been crazy efficient, crazy efficient when he's been on the field. But he has not scored touchdowns, and people are still, still sleeping on how just good he is. For Because if you're looking to garner Evan, a lot of times we see these breakouts for at the tight end position what do we see, man? It's players that are receiving threats. Okay, cool. They're efficient and they're athletic. So I don't really understand for the life of me why people are sleeping on my dude Dan Arnold. I don't I don't really I don't get it. Like Evan Ingram's on a one year deal. He's a not been an efficient player at the NFL level. And we have a guy that really like if you look at his testing metrics blows the damn roof off he's got a 97 percentile burst score 93 percentile agility score he's six foot five he's put on a, a little bit of weight he's probably more in the 250 range this is exactly what you want out of a tight end and lo and behold he was top 10 in yards per route run last year top 10 in yards per target and seventh in target per snap rate but we're like ah oh, man we don't want dan arnold why? 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 And you're telling me, like, oh, okay, like, well, they signed Evan Ingram. Okay, but if targets are earned, Evan Ingram has done a really poor job of, one, earning them, two, doing anything with them, and Dan Arnold's free money, man. So if we're talking about a Batman and Robin situation, 
Give me Dan Arnold out targeting Evan Ingram this season. As a fellow Evan, I have to ask why you don't why are you doing us dirty like this? You know, I mean, it feels Sorry, it feels personal. It is what it is. You know, I feel like you're coming down on us, Evans, a little bit. And uh, no, I mean, I I'm I'm intrigued by Evan Ingram only for the fact of the cost because you're right, Dan Arnold is free, but like Evan Ingram's almost free. You know, I think people have just got sick of him, and there's probably a reason for that. You know, absolutely, I appreciate what you're saying. I do sort of bad. think that's what so they got much, sick of him. Oh, how dare you! How dare he's you! Been He's been bad the whole time. The Giants have been terrible. They've been one of the worst teams in the NFL for the last three or four years. Jason Garrett, Jason Garrett, get me out, get get out of here with Jason Garrett. Um, get me out, get out of here with Joe Judge. Give me that, get get rid of that nonsense. I just think you're right though about Dan Arnold. I do like that call. I'll admit that. I do want to see Evan Ingram do something and just like that would be glorious because a a fellow Evan, I support him, I respect him, I believe in him. And, um, you know, I'm going to throw one out here, actually, I was thinking about right before we came on, and I want to see what you think about this. I'm actually going to throw out Chase Claypool because... Love that. He almost made the sheet for me. I like that. Okay, we're finally on agreement. Last player, last shot. I finally get him on side. Um, A couple of things about Chase Claypool. I've been thinking about this, and I think, you know, one thing I like to always try and attack in Dynasty is where there's uncertainty. People get really freaked out, and they back off, like, big time. So even though everybody was, like, Ben Roethlisberger sucks. He's the worst quarterback ever. They bring in a new quarterback and everyone's like, oh, I don't like that. I don't like that at all. Get me get me out of here. And, and the thing is about Chase Claypool, he's literally going in at like wide receiver 48, wide receiver 50, somewhere around there. Deontay, I love. I love Deontay, but he's wide receiver 13. You're going to have to take him in the top 12 wide receivers probably to get him on your squad. And that's not a bad thing. But if we're talking about Batman Robin situations, I know there's been some rumors about him possibly moving into the slot more. Chase Claypool is an athletic freak. Um, he's had a, over 100 targets both years. So it's not like he doesn't earn targets or he doesn't demand targets. You know, 393 targets to the wide receiver position last year for Pittsburgh. One of the highest rates. Part of that's Big Ben. I re- appreciate that. I get that. But it's the same offensive coordinator. It's the same coaching staff. They like to throw the ball. Um, I, I just think that, you know, he's a value at this stage. I think that, you know, people have totally written him off and forgot about him. They think it's the Deontay show and that's it. I love Deontay Johnson. I'm a big Deontay Johnson guy, but there's a chance that he moves on next year. Um, there's also just, even if he stays, they're still going to use Chase Claypool. And if you can get him as a wide receiver, as the wide receiver 50, um, I think there's a real solid chance that that returns value. But what are your thoughts on Claypool? Are you, you're, I think you said you're with me on this one. Oh, I'm with you on this one because I think, and I've been kind of looking at, I've been trying to figure out what this offense looks like, Evan. And honestly, I think we get the perfect case scenario for Chase Claypool this year. I think that he could challenge Deontay Johnson to lead the team in targets. I think that he is going to be extremely efficient because I think we get Chase Claypool as the power slot in Pittsburgh. If you look at the alignments and you look at where these guys are going to play and stuff, I think that, okay, if we're looking at a starting trio Unless they go with Deontay, Calvin Austin, and Chase Claypool on the outside, which I don't think they're going to, I think we're going to see Deontay, Claypool in the slot, and then Pickens on the outside as long as he's healthy. And if that's the case, dude, I mean, sign me up. Because the numbers, they back this up, man. Like, if you look at last year, Chase Claypool was a top 30 wide receiver in yards per route run from the slot position. He was almost uh, almost a full yard better than Deontay Johnson. You go back to 2020, he was still better than Deontay Johnson in yards per hour run from the slot. So there's a player that I think one can be a mismatch, two can create 
easy completion opportunities for Kenny Pickett. And I think that he's a more talented player than George Pickens, and this is not me shading George Pickens, but if we're talking about just putting them up side by side, I think Chase Claypool was still a stud, and people are moving off of him, and I think we're forgetting how good he was in his rookie season. That is the signal. You don't see players just hit the NFL level and perform as rookies and then just turn into dust. I think that, the, yes, the quarterback play is part of this. And yes, I consider and also point to, okay, well, Deontay Johnson had no problems with the bad quarterback play. Chase Claypool is a different type of wide receiver. He's not as good of a separator. He's a contested catch guy. Ben Roethlisberger was god-awful. And so, well, it sounds like I'm trying to bend over backwards and, and make pro-Chase Claypool narratives. The substance in the sauce is there, man. Like, if you look deeper into this, if Claypool is going to get this power slot role... He is going to be a mismatch for days versus nickel corners. He has already proven it in deeper metrics that he is better from the slot than Deontay Johnson. If that's going to be the case, I think we could see a revitalization for Chase Claypool. And if that happens, he's going way too late in best ball and dynasty and all these different formats. Because I think people are out on Chase Claypool for he didn't take the second year leap. A lot of us wanted to see Ben Roethlisberger could have been part of that, but also some of the off the field stuff and the coaching staff and we get in the narrative street and all these different things. And then they say, oh, well, they they drafted George Pickens. Okay, you could draft George Pickens if they don't bring back Deontay Johnson, who's an impending free agent. They need another starter if they're not going to pay him the big bucks. So also we're going to find out after this season, maybe before the season, what this team believes or thinks of Deontay Johnson. And if that's the case, there is a scenario, and I understand it's on the lower range of outcomes. There is a scenario where Chase Claypool does lead this team in targets this year or competes, and it's literally splitting hairs with targets between him and Deontay Johnson. And there is also a range of outcomes where if Chase Claypool does play well this year, they let Deontay walk. He's the number one if you're stacking him up against it's Chase Claypool, George Pickens, and Calvin Austin next year. Yeah, I'll take Chase Claypool. Go ahead. Love it. There you go. There you go, folks. See, we are in lockstep. It took a while to get there, but we're there. We've got Chase Claypool as the Batman uh, in this scenario. But then that makes me feel bad because then I feel like I'm calling Deontay Johnson Robin, and I love Deontay Johnson, so I'm <laughs> conflicted with this analogy. But it worked for the most part, um, and that's all we can ask, really. So, guys, absolutely great time for me i hope you've enjoyed it and if you don't already make sure and go follow derek i'm pretty sure like everybody follows derek already he follows he's got about 700 times more followers than me but if you don't follow derek go follow derek at dbro underscore fffb or sorry ffb on twitter check out his work over at fantasy pros he's doing the lord's work except for when he is bashing other fellow yeah evans which i am willing to overlook on this occasion um because of because of how um how much i love this guy but yeah thank you so much for coming on man you're an awesome guest you're doing a great job i really enjoy your work and your content is there anything else you wanted to shout out anything else you wanted to plug or mention before we go yeah man i mean i'll just come plug this again because i think it's gonna be super useful for people all these different kits we have live and that are also in the works at fantasy pros are extremely useful i don't care if you're a new dynasty player a seasoned dynasty player or you've been playing best ball for years or you're brand new to any of these formats you're saying oh look at that i've been invited to an office league i'm going to play redraft and what's fantasy football we have our dynasty rookie draft kit that is still live uh if you're doing it's startup season right now so if you're going to be diving into a startup, you're you're playing catch up. You're like, I don't really know a lot of these rookies. I might know some of them, but I don't know all of them. We have 
IDP profiles live on the site. We have rookie profiles. We have dynasty strategy pieces, dynasty trade pieces. We have best ball, all things best ball, regardless of whether you're playing underdog, you're playing FFPC, all these different formats. All of that is in our best ball uh, draft kit. And the redraft one is in the works. It will be live in June. So look, get signed up over Fantasy Pros. Get in there to the Discord as well on the premium channels and stuff. I'm in there 24-7 answering questions all the time. I mean, it's just a mountain of content, and I think it could really... And I'm not trying to be a used car salesman, people. I'm What I'm trying to do is I'm trying to help you, one, become a better fantasy player, and two, just have fun. Have fun and enjoy your leagues, and part of the way you do that is by winning. So head over to Fantasy Pros and just enjoy the content, man, because we got a, a ton of it. And I think it can help people regardless of your experience level in any of these formats. Love it. Love it. Thank you so much again, Derek, for coming on. Guys, make sure and hit him up. Check out the content. There's loads of it. And, uh, yeah, get some of these values on your squads. Get some of these some of these Batmans posing as Robins on these squads here. And then when Evan Ingram is a top 12 tight end this year, <laughs> make sure and at Derek and let him hear about it. <laughs> But until then, until then, we've had a great time. Thank you so much, Derek, for coming on. And guys, take it easy and speak to you again soon. I drive zero RB in Dynasty. Pass up a young receiver? Nah, I couldn't be me. My fifth wide receiver ran, it's only round seven. Not sure if I'm dead, cause I think this is heaven. Now forget what he said, and listen to me. What you really wanna do is stack those RBs. You can be Linda, just let me be frank. Those RBs on your roster is money in the bank. One says it's awful, the other says it's great. It's time to buckle in for a dynasty debate.